y'all. I'm Ashley. And I'm Ariel. And, and we're, we're the Harper Sisters. Sisters. This is Sister Chat, where we'll be discussing various lifestyle topics. Are you ready? Uh, let's get it. Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Eric Gardner, Brianna Taylor, Philando Castile, Ayanna Jones, Terrence Crutcher, Alton Sterling, Freddie Gray, John Crawford, Oscar Grant, Sandra Bland, Botham Jean, Keith Scott, Atiana Jefferson, Jonathan Farrell, Jordan Edwards, Amado Diallo, Renisha McBride, Walter Scott, Chantel Davis, Ahmad Aubrey, Corrine Gaines, Pamela Turner, George Floyd, I Can't Breathe. Welcome to episode four, Enough is Enough. The names that I've listed here, they all have one thing in common. They all were murdered because of the color of their skin. And that's a shame. But like you said, and as we titled this, enough, because enough is truly enough. When will we stop being hunted down because of the color of our skin? I, I, you know what? And, and for this, I feel that George Floyd's death is not going to be in vain. I feel just like Reverend Al Sharpton said today at the memorial that it's a different time and it's a different season. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, it may not ever happen again, but I do feel that from this death, George Floyd's death, new things are going to be in birth and change is going to happen. I feel it. I, you know, a lot of different races have come together and I feel, I feel like they're genuine. Right. I feel like they're, I pray they really are genuine and I feel like they're genuine, but we can't stop this momentum. No. We literally cannot let his life just be in vain. Because the thing about it, not even just like, okay, we're talking, you know, police brutality, but not even that. It happens, the race, the racism happens in business. It happens in the educational school system. It happens, it happens more in, in all aspects of life. In the medical fields, black women are more likely to die giving birth three times higher rates than um, Caucasian women. And just like, it, okay, for business, if on a resume, if your name sounds more more, more black or urban, as they say, you're least likely to even be called for an interview. And that is true. I used to work at Starbucks. And when I would answer the phone, I get, I have a professional voice. And then when I would see the people in person, they'd be like, oh, you're Ashley. I, I had a total different vision of what you were. Yeah, you the head white. So it happens all the time. All the time. In Our, different aspects. So it's not just like, oh, they're um, killing us. Yes, they are killing us. But also they are, they're showing racism in different aspects. In different aspects. And enough of it's, it's, it's draining. You get followed in the store. They might not think you got no money. Like, back up, Becky. I want to look at the purse. Not Becky. I don't need well, you. Well, you know what? Down that my happened to Mama. Yeah, that happened to her in Victoria Gardens. And, and, uh, what? I thought it was at Victoria Gardens. So, okay. <laughs> Didn't matter not been. It definitely wasn't because it was definitely at Nordstrom's in the Tyler Mall. 
Mm, do tell. And um, mom went over there to look at a purse at the counter. And the white lady was helping this other white lady, right? And when mama went over there to look at the purse in the counter, the white lady grabbed the purse back. The the sales associate, yes, she Shut did. Your mouth. And mama was like, what's your name? Because I'm going to report you. And she was like, what? And she was like, when I wa- approached you, you decided to pull the purse back. Oh, she tried to tell. Oh, no, that's not what I did. Patting mama's hands, but you're lying. And that's the thing that really pisses me off is it's that they will, they will try you and they will try to do it but then when you say something they want to oh no that's not what they meant but it just like now the protesting oh i don't know why you guys are protesting i don't get how don't you get it let me tell you why we are protesting i got some statistics i mean i got some stuff oh, that i want to share the 16th street baptist church bombing in birmingham alabama where four black girls were murdered in 1963 addie may collins cynthia wesley Carol Robertson, Carol Denise McNair. How about Emmett Till, hmm. 14 years old, Mississippi, 1955, accused of whistling at a white woman. They kidnapped, beat him, mutilated him, then shot him in the head and dumped his body in the river. How about this? The lady who lied recanted her story and said that that never happened, that she lied. Sure. How about the burning of Black Wall Street? The single worst incident of racial violence in American history. It happened in 1921 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A black man was accused of assaulting a white woman in the elevator. They burned, looted the stores and homes in the black neighborhoods. The attack was carried out on foot and by private aircraft. So you mean to tell me? Like how they do in war times and they drop the bombs. You dropped bombs on this whole black community over a lie. Girl. Over a lie. So when Susan says, oh, he's trying to get me in Central Park about not putting a mask on her dog. Black men have died because and she of accusations. And you they think it's a game out here. They really think it's a game. Because for them, it's easy for me to say, oh, the black men did it because they've seen it time and time again how they respond to the black men. So now think about it. The cops would have showed up and that innocent black man would have been there and they just went full-fledged and killed him. Little Susie would have been standing there. She would have been happy. We would have had another name to add to this list. And think about the names that we don't know that's not on that's on that list. Mm. That's that's also a very sad fact right there. And the fact that the people on this list, some of their the majority of their murders are Roman free. Don't even get me started with uh, George Zimmerman. Uh, he kicked it off. And you know what? I feel like that brought light, but also I think it for them made it seem like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. He got off. It's okay. Because there was another uh, another guy, um, Jordan Davis. He was the one who was murdered because he had his music too loud. The white man shot him. They got him, though, didn't they? Yeah, I think they got him. But you know what, really? Because Jordan, George Floyd. 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 Excuse me. My, my words got a little tangled. George Floyd. His murder really hit different for me this time. And I'm not saying I wasn't affected by the all of them, but I think because today at the memorial, they had you, you know, the people in there, of course, I joined in from home, stand still and quiet for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Do you realize how long eight minutes and 46 seconds is when you're just standing there quiet, you can't, you're not moving, and then to put in, you know, 
correlation that this is this man's last time. Like he was on the ground eight minutes begging for you to stop something for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And you never did. And you never, and not one of them cops decided to say, Hey, yo bro, move your knee. Y'all just let him cry out for eight minutes and 46 seconds. I do not understand how that was okay to all of them mentally. Like, y'all didn't hear him saying, I can't breathe. Hey, this part of my body hurts. My stomach hurts. Hey, this hurts. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And you don't feel it in your heart or nothing no. to move. And you know, another thing is, I've seen a lot of people posting that um, to my non-black friends. I'm watching your silence. Stop begging them. Yes, do not beg them to support our movement. Because if they're not genuine, I don't, I want, don't it. want it. I don't want no fake oh that's my bro for the sake of of what's going on for them to look good my thing is this if your heart is not genuinely in it then i don't want you to say nothing to me because it's fraud and i'm not playing with you or what you're fraudly saying to me no i'm not i'm not here for it i'm not here for it at all keep your fake condolences keep your fake fists in the air keep your fake posters in your house stop playing with us because it is enough is enough and one you know time, they always what they what they do. What, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can see it in my mind. So go on. One time I had crossed the color lines and dated a white man. And you know what that? And let me tell you, that is shocking to me because I'm you very shocked at are, myself. Like when we were talking, when I was talking to um, our little brother, he asked me. You know, he said, "Is Rosa Parks out there? You know, protesting because." You are very, very passionate and adamant about, you know, a lot of things that go along with this. So when you told me that you was down there, you know, dipping in the, the sea of white chocolate. I think I like to call it the after X effects. I was in a sunken Girl. place. But let me, you know, I'm not saying that everyone who dates outside the race will have my experience. But I'm going to shed a little light onto my experience. There were a few times where he crossed me wrong. First time. <clears throat> He was white, I'm black of course, and he told me that he has a harder life than this African-American woman. Huh? Now, I'm born with two strikes already against me. I got to be smarter than them. When they invite me to the table, I got to show up stronger than them. And you mean to tell me, white man, that you have it harder than me because you can't, y'all don't have the NAACP? That's why he had it harder than you. That's what, and because he's blamed for racism. Girl, but you ain't being shot dead. You don't have Hello? to walk out your door fearful. And that's what I've literally been thinking about for like the past, since um, Ahmad's death. I've really been thinking like, sir, you can walk out your house. You can run. You can do whatever because of the color of your skin, pretty much. And you want to tell me that your life is harder than mine? And uh, and you never will have to sit your children down. And now, at first it was just black boys, but now we have to tell our girls. Too yeah, that I didn't you even know hated. they were killing black women like this. I knew of Breonna Taylor and I knew of Sandra Bland, but these other, other ladies' names? names, I didn't know anything about them. So now we have to tell our black children in general, hey, you may be hated just because you're what God made you. Now, how do you? And and that's how they think. You know, well, all lives matter. Let me tell you something. If all lives matter, let's include the black lives. All lives matter. It, it, we're not saying, when we say black only, I mean black only, when we say black lives matter, we're not saying black lives only. But until you can understand what we have to feel as African Americans about teaching our children at young ages that, hey, 
you may be, you're probably going to be hated because God made you black and that's the reason for them to hate you. You don't understand what we're talking about. In the fact that not even so much you have to tell them that you will be hated, you have to teach them to love their skin. Yes. That, you have yes, to teach yes. them that. And that, you don't, the white kids, they don't have to learn how to love their white skin. No, because they don't, they don't have to worry about uh, them wearing their hair natural and being teased. Just like that little girl that time on Instagram that was getting her hair done and she looked at herself and she said, I'm so ugly. Do are your do your kids have that? No, because they're not made felt that to they're believe less. that they're exactly that they are less and they're not good enough. They're not made to feel that way. Society makes them feel that I there goes another story. I went to a, a very white elementary school. And I remember I was putting on a whole bunch of lotion on my skin. And I told my dad, I said, look, dad, I'm a white girl. It didn't go very well in my home. But <laughs> sure. it's little things like <laughs> that. Like, why did I want to be a white girl? Or remember when you used to put your ear behind your, uh, your hair behind your ear like your friend used to do and broke your edges off? And mama had to explain to you that you can't do that. Yeah. It, it's little things that we have to tell our children just because they do it, we can't do it. And I think that's a lot of process, even as for someone that don't even have children yet. Like, knowing that I'm going to birth black men or black women. Yeah. And already having a process of, I'm like, a black students are four times more likely to get a referral for a special education class than his non-black counterparts. Yeah. And they are more likely to get in trouble than their Caucasian counterparts. So if Billy and Rashad do the same thing in class. Rashad's going to get the referral before Billy gets it. That's crazy. And I just think it's very, I think it's sad because it is too much. How do you tell a child whose frontal lobe hasn't even grown in? Right, completely developed. That, okay, this, you have to learn, this is school, and then this is what else you have to learn, how to interact in society. Well, you know what? And I think that it, it, it's a great time to support black teachers i'm all for you know savant oh uh, yeah i'm all for the staff and what they're doing and how they educate our african-american students and i feel that i may be wrong but a white teacher doesn't know what an african-american student is really going through so how can they no. really teach them no. not saying that they cannot teach them because there are some good ones there are some good ones but it is it does come from a point where like how can you how do you understand this student's life? Like, yeah, they tell me a whole bunch of stuff in textbook, but if I'm not black, if I wasn't black, I wouldn't understand it. Like, they tell me the stuff about, like, when we read about the um, non-English speakers. I get it because I'm reading it, but I'll never know what it's like to have to translate for my mother. Right, right. There, yeah, that's even stressful. I'll never know what it's like to have to kind of switch it like okay here i talk you know english and then i'm back home and now i'm talking nothing but spanish like there are certain things you'll never understand because you're not in those person's shoes well you know what we i'm not saying i'm not taking that from that but as african-americans we know that how to put on that voice to, oh, uh, to right. when we conduct it with them and then how to pull it back to when we just with us we have to go in we have to in exchange ourselves when we're conducting with uh, 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 other races that is true. Because yeah, how true. you hack, you know, act with your family and friends is not how you're going to go and, and talk to them. 
Because one, you're going to be called, oh, she's the ghetto, she's this, she's that. So we do know how to interchange and how to speak differently when we're in different situations and how true. to conduct ourselves. That is true. That is something that we have to do. I, it's just it's just a tough time. It's just and, really and tough And this times. time, though, it's time to support black, black businesses. Yes. I mean, and a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not entrepreneur, I'm not this. You may not be an entrepreneur, but if you have a creative idea and you can get a team around that to build an African-American business, try it. And I just found out that the wax studio I go to is black-owned. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, it's in Rancho. It is black-owned. I definitely did not know that till I saw it online. And I saw the name. I said, what? Didn't even know all this time that well, I've been supporting black business. When people were saying that black banks, I, I never knew that that was a thing. Like African-Americans no. owning banks. I didn't know that. No, there's a movie on Apple TV I want to watch called The Banker. Mm-hmm. And I think it's talking about like the first black bank. Really? Yeah. And you know, in this time, it's so much that I'm learning. And like you always say, educate yourself. And that's what I honestly feel like when Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. I don't believe she was trying to say, oh, we should be punks and stand by the sidelines. No, to me, by going high is like you said, educating yourself, educating yourself about your black history. They do not teach us black history in school. I didn't learn about black history until I took two African-American history college classes at San Bernardino Valley. See, and I they were talking about people I had never heard about. All I knew Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. And that's, that's, that's all you know. Taught. But there's so the much, like, they don't tell you about Nat Turner, who led the slave revolution. Like, you don't learn about these things. Like, you really don't get into the Harlem Renaissance and school. Like, listening to talking about the Harlem Renaissance made me want to be alive during the Harlem Renaissance. I mean, it was still bad times for black people, but, like, we was really on and popping. And that's another thing with, I'm even going to take it what you said, uh, First Lady said, even when we go high, go high in unity. Yes. Let's go high together. We don't need to be, you know, at, the, at this time, because obviously they don't care nothing about nothing us. Nothing about us. We got to care about one another and actually come together and not worry about, you know, what that side got on or what color he got on or any of that. Because we really need to be unified during this time to change, to be the change. Yes, we need to be loving and supporting one another. Okay, home dude. You might not like black women. Okay. They don't need to hear your disrespect at this time. Oh, huh. You we know don't need what? to hear your disrespect. And let me tell you, on Twitter, it was this um, this African-American that started a, a thread on Twitter. And it said, black men, sound off what you love about black women. And he said, black women, come listen. And it was thousands and thousands of tweets of African-American men affirming African-American women and telling them what they loved about us. And for me, that was amazing because... Oftentimes we all not often. All the time. All the time. All we the are always time. made out to be bitter or angry or they got an attitude or we they make too them aggressive. feel like they less than a man. Yeah, and it, and we're what did Malcolm X say? We're the most hated woman the most hated person? Yes. We are the most underprotected woman in America. And this is the thing that got me because when I was dipping over there on the color line, I never disrespected black men. No. I never disrespected black men. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what showed me why I don't think dating out of my race was for me. Not just because he was, he said a lot of dumb stuff was you can't protect me. 
You don't know what I go through because one time he used to also be a bartender at Chili. So I'd go, if you've ever been to Arizona, my God, it is 120 sometimes still at night. Ooh, yes, Lord. So I would go, it's hot, I got shorts on, looking presentable, and his manager had the nerve to ask him, was I a prostitute? Uh-uh. Had the nerve to ask, like as if I would be selling my cuckoo and chilies. <laughs> like, come on now. Not the cuckoo. Like, if I'd be out there selling my cuckoo and chilies. And chilies of all places. And he thought it was so funny. And he uh, didn't understand why I was upset. And he didn't understand when I would get upset when his friends would say, like, oh, well, she's a little, you know, thicker than what you used to or what you're used to dating. Or when he'd parade me around, like, I'm the best thing in the world because I'm a black woman. Because for him at that time, I feel that you was like, um, what did they tell you when, you know, they, they just showing you off? Trophy. They said not a. You said we'll just say that they said it at the Memorial Day, but I I can't remember. But as you know, as a predator, like look, look what I got. Look at this. Like they, we're not a joke. We're and not him, a that joke. That might have been. You don't even know. He might have had you know conversations like, oh, you'll never be able to pull a black girl. And then you here come, here come Ashley, desperate and, then, and destitute. <laughs> okay, I wasn't gonna say all of that, but desperate and destitute. It, and you know, you was the one that he used as his guinea pig. That's it, a guinea pig. That I prefer trophy instead of a guinea <laughs> pig. Wasn't no experiment. I... For him, it could have been an experiment. They do stuff like that. Well, you know what? I felt so bad because this morning I was reading, you know, on Snapchat how it has like the Daily Mail. Like, I guess mm-hmm. it's a magazine you can read. This girl was talking to this black guy. No, this white guy. They had been friends for five years and I guess they decided to start dating. And she like looked in his text message and he was calling her like the N-word, was saying how stupid she was girl, and all no. kind of stuff stuff and i just felt really bad for her because uh-uh. first of all she thought they were friends you, you know, know and saying? then they were moving to the romantic room so she thought she had her a man and this whole time and, you was an experiment and them. he was talking bad about her and laughing at her how stupid she was like she says dumb stuff like i can't with her i really honestly felt bad my heart kind of broke for her because <laughs> i felt like that was your really heart sad. broke i done got angry and it's sad that we're even at a place where we have to have that Twitter thread. Black women being affirmed. It was really beautiful to see. I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can post it onto our Instagram page just so that people can click and go read it. Because to sit in that and see like these. And, and I'm not just saying like some of these men were like highly, highly successful. You had engineers. You had different things. And to see them love and value a black woman because, you know, some Oftentimes we see black men get get successful. They get in their careers and they do go to the other side. Very true. So to see these men in their career and and affirming and saying what they love about a woman and then even some of them were on there saying like I will never date another race because of this and because of that. And we needed that in this time. Um, yeah, we did. Because, because African American women ride are, hard. Hello, that's where I was we going. We ride hard. We sure do. We ride hard for y'all. In the mo and in the quickness, like there's no and no mo. No second guess. Don't nobody think about. Oh well, he tweeted that I got an attitude. No, what happened? Mount up, sisters. It's time to go out and march. Mount up, village of women. It's time to go out there and protect our black man. Yeah. And we don't. We don't often. And it's see not that. reciprocated. And I think in this time, it is time for us to start loving one another again. Slavery did a number on us. I don't care what nobody say. Slavery wrecked our world. True. 
some people are still walking around that slavery mentality. Amen. Thinking you better because you would have been in the house with massa. Oh. Instead of in the field with the cotton. Okay. That light skin, dark skin thing. Ooh, don't even don't even get me started. We have to come together to overcome. Yes, to overcome. We are stronger together than we are yes, separate. Yes, yep. We need everyone to see that. Yep. Don't let this stop. Don't let this momentum stop. Let it keep going. Like like I said, don't let George Floyd have died in vain. And just like Nipsey has said, it's a marathon. It we is. have to stay together. We have to come together because it is a marathon. We have to continue this together to finish the marathon because it's not going to end in a month. It's not going to end in two months. Like It's something that we're going to have to uh, every day, every month, every week go through to get through this marathon. And if you see injustices, speak out like it was one. I don't know where I read this article, but these black boys were stealing. And the lady stepped in and bought the stuff for him so they wouldn't go to jail. We got to get back to the village. Right. We got to get back to the village because that's the only way we are going to survive this is being one. And then I had another thought that I had mentioned. Why do they value well, then I figured it out. Why they value the NFL players' lives, the Girl, black lives, they making the NBA money. black lives. Oh, y'all want to bump Travis Scott, be at his concert, bump Jay-Z, bump Nipsey. But when it's a normal, everyday black man, you treat him like garbage. But even then, with the value of an athlete's life, <clears throat> do they really value no, they just make it. There's a book called. It ain't oh no value to me. That there's is. There's a book on that. That's entertainment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I value his talent, but I still don't like him because of the color of his skin. That's still going on in the world. I right. like him because he can run a hundred yards, eighty yards. I like that, but I still well, don't respect him as no I, black man. I still keep my eyes on what Jerry Jones with them Dallas Cowboys. Watch Jerry. Hmm. Hmm. Do you see Drew Brees, honey? Woo! And then he gonna have Drew the no- Brees. And I was shocked. And then the thing he gonna come and say is he. I think he said something along the lines. Don't quote me that he didn't understand what he was saying or something like that. How you not understand? But you know what? You Girl. know what irked me because that same newscaster told LeBron to shut up and dribble, and then gonna have the nerve to say, but he, he has an opinion. opinion. And they're going to say they don't understand why somebody out there protesting you and why somebody out there doing what they're doing. Now, I'm not condoning the violence and the looting, but you have to separate the looting from the protesters anyway. And thank Stop you. trying to put us all in one category. And then when they say, oh, y'all is just doing too much. Did the KKK do too much with burning crosses on black folks? As burning long? churches up? Did they do too much when they was lynching the black man? No. No, they didn't do too much. But Colin Kaepernick did too much by peacefully protesting with and his then, knee. And, and they still don't get that. They want to say, oh, he was dis- disrespecting He never he burned never, a flag. He never, he never said. He never said, he never said forget it. the veterans. He never F said America. It. He never said any of that. He said, I'm kneeling for police brutality. And they still want to throw in the fact that, oh, he disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting our veterans. And let's, let's hit that right there. If y'all care so much about the veterans, how come so many of them are homeless right now? Hmm. Hello? How many, why, why, oh, you, you love the veterans so much? Why, why don't they have homes? They come off that plane for fighting for their lives. 
for our lives. Mm -hmm. Come back with all kind of mental disorders. Can't get no help from the VA. But then y'all get mad and say Colin Kaepernick is saying forget those people. Our great grandfather couldn't even be buried when it's time for him to go. He can't even be buried in the veterans cemetery. At first they didn't won't even want him there. Because of the color of his skin. So he wouldn't got a plot somewhere else. So this ain't just, you know, yes, they're killing us. Yes, they're hunting them down and they're killing us. But it goes beyond how we're treated in other aspects. And, and, and for them to sit there and just act like they clueless and dumb really burns my chaps. Because I don't care what nobody say. They tell everybody knows about slavery. <laughs> everybody know, And if you think it was okay for them to be... um. The families to be separated. Mothers and children, they got to go over here. You got to go to this one. And you think it was okay for master to take advantage when he wanted to take advantage? If you yeah. think those things are okay, then something is wrong with you. But most of them think it's okay because their granddaddies and uncles and things, uh, great, great peoples was uh out there with it. If you think it's okay that they, they were what? They did syphilis testing on us? T girl... Listen, sterilizing black women during childbirth, tying their tubes. If you think that these things were okay and that, oh, we don't have nothing to talk about or nothing to, we shouldn't be angry. We shouldn't be riled up. Mm -hmm. Then you really, you really got an issue. Yeah, you really got an issue. And all I can say is, is, is black people keep uniting. And for if people of faith, keep praying, keep your hope. But don't be silent. Don't let them silence you. No, don't let them don't stop let them you. Don't let you. them turn you around from what are, are what we are we're seeking after. Because we have to keep going. We have to we have to keep going. It's a marathon, and the only way that we're going to complete this marathon or or shift the what the marathon looks like for the generation that's coming after us is unifying together and doing it together. And then if you don't even have someone to talk to, because I know at my job, I'm the only African American there. So when I came into work, it was not like it was something to talk like. People were like, oh, are you okay? It was none of that. It was business as usual. So I would suggest if you're in an environment like that where it is business as usual, go seek some help. Please go go, to, go counseling. to counseling because go to counseling. it's heavy. It is heavy. It is heavy. And another thing, um, I don't know how many black men listen to us, but I just want to say in this time, cry. Yeah, don't let hold it out. It don't hold it in. And ladies Forget all that have that. black men around them, whether it's your husband, your brothers, your uncles, whoever, if they need, let them cry. Don't have, don't try to force them to be strong in this time. Don't tell them to, you know, it'll be okay. Let them cry. Help them through that emotion. But don't force our black men in this time to just be strong and have to put on, you know, day-to-day -day life that, like if nothing's going on in the world. And that let even goes that. for if anyone is listening to us and they're in an interrelational, interracial relationship with the black man. Ask that black man, how is he doing? Yes. Honestly. Yes. How does this make you feel? Yes. And if he cries it out, you'll be there. You don't understand. You don't understand the injustice, but you be there for them. Yeah. You be there for him. You be his rock in this time. And you even may even understand that you and you know it's wrong, but you'll never understand how it you'll what it understand. feels. You'll, you won't you'll understand never what understand it feels like feeling. to be in a black woman's body or a black man's body. But let them cry. Let our black men cry so that they don't, you know, suffer PTSD from this. 
you know, holding in those emotions and, and, and messing up their mental capacity. And this time we need them to be the strongest they can be. And if, if we can help them by letting them let release it, let them cry, let them yell. If they just want to be held, let do that in this time, yeah. because it is definitely hard on them. And they always, you know, they're taught at a young age, be strong. Boys don't cry. Boys don't do this. That's and I instilled. hate that. Stop. If y'all got little boys, let them boys cry. Let them cry. Let, let them, them feel cry. that emotion because... When you teach them at a young age not to cry, that turns into a young man not crying, not expressing hard, his feelings. Exactly. And you know what ends up? He ends up being with somebody and doesn't know how to express his feelings. Exactly. Doesn't know how to exactly. accept the love because he done got this guarded up exactly. that he was taught um, at a young age from his uncles and let his mama telling him, him don't cry. let him cry. Let him cry. Let 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 them let the man cry in this in this time. Let them have their feelings. And, and on the flip side of that, be okay, man, with crying. Be yes, okay with expressing that. It does not that. make you less of a man. Not at all. It does not. Because you crying because you want to go and give your homeboy a hug. It doesn't make you less of anything because you guys want to. Con- you know, what? I saw a tweet, which I thought was so ignorant, that men who go to breakfast together is gay. Girl, now let's see. <laughs> I said, dang, black men can't even go eat breakfast together? What's wrong with a, 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 little, a little pancake? Hello? What if he likes coffee? I, uh, another black man, another black man, they can't go have coffee together. What, what, what is the problem? Girl, I read that. I said, now, in this times, we don't need that. If you need to go, of course, social distancing, wear your mask. If you guys need to go out and have a cup of coffee together or meet up in a parking lot, I don't know. Meet. Meet. Go for it. Talk to someone. Wear your mask. Yes, wear but your mask. Meet. Get your hand cleaner. Keep your hands but in this time, we, we have to be able to say that I love you to one another and not it's, feel weird. It's nothing wrong with that. It's not, Black man, it's nothing wrong with you telling another black man that you you love him. And, and, and women. It's not. It's okay for you to say, hey, in the store, you look beautiful today. I like That's it. Be, let's, let's start. We have to engage with each other like that. Hey, girl, you look good today. Or you're smiling or something. We got to get back to the compliments and not, hmm, she looking at me. She feeling. No, no, we got to come together. We got to fight this together. And that's the only way that we're going to win is, is if we, we do it is we do together. it together. So, do you have any other thoughts? I, I have a lot. Of you had a lot of thoughts, but we want to wrap this one up. Because I ain't trying to be in this hot garage no longer. As we, if you guys are people of faith, as we pray for you, pray for us. Yes. We we are going to get through this together as a community to our non-black listeners who've been riding with your signs. We appreciate you, you. We appreciate you. We see you. We love you as well. Because y'all been on the front line. On the front line with us daily i've been seeing it daily on the news you've been with us and we we love you and support and we thank you for that and for the one support. more thing here she go y'all that really bothered me and I, when you spoke on the looting san bernardino oh why girl. why san bernardino why would you tear up that your own broke city? my heart that really broke my heart at the end of the day san bernardino don't even have enough money to rebuild no so and why they were would you coming go... together rebuilding downtown yes why would y'all go do that and then party afterwards like y'all dancing on top of cars twerking you know what i honestly that this was new much... generation but you know what my god uh, 
I don't know how to pronounce, but he did a feed, feed Sam Bernardino the other day. I think it's DJ Mutter or DJ something. But he did one, and I just, that committed him. He Girl, they had, it was him and another girl. They fed people. They had pizza. They had tacos. They had jumpers for the kids. They had sodas and drinks, and everything was free. You could come. You can get a meal. You can hang out. They had a DJ out there, and I commend them for that. Yeah. Because even though those people, they came and they tore up that city, he turned right back around and, um, rebuilt it and even like our church all nations worship assembly san medino the very next day they were out there on the corner praying showing them that hey god is still here and us as a church is here in the san Bernardino community and we care that's what we have to do we have to come together and strategize of ways of how we can get over this and push past and keep um getting justice and keep getting new things put in place we it it all starts with coming together as an as an african-american community like she said when they go low, we go high. And then also on that, because when you were talking about that, be a lookout on our Instagram because our uh, pastor, Dr. Jaquette, posted books, some different good uh, book options. I'm going to post them on our Instagram so y'all can get those books off Amazon and read. Yeah, read. Educate, educate yourself. yourself. That's what that's we're going to have to on- do in this time. That's the only way because, like, I was talking to my mom and Ariel today. There's some parts of black history they don't know. They don't teach. Because they didn't teach it to them. I know it because, I, like I said, I took two African-American history classes in college. Girl. So, I, you know, I know it because of that. And there's yeah. still some stuff I still don't know. So, just educate yourself at yeah. this time so you don't be like, what? This happened? Oh, this just started happening? No, 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 baby. This has been going on for years. Yes. Yeah. years and years and years we got to we and you got to educate your children at home too so they right. won't be out there right. looking dumbfounded yep or just naive or dumbfounded well okay so that's all we have for you um like we said we stand in solidarity with you and black lives matter and we love you guys chat with you guys next friday